Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and follow your soul calling with crystals. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, I'll be sharing a crystal elixir recipe for shadow work, but this crystal elixir recipe is a little different than normal. We won't be working with it like we would a normal gem water or crystal elixir, and instead I'll be sharing some really cool techniques about how you can work with it for scrying divination. But before we get started, I want to answer one of our listener questions. Remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. Today's question actually comes from my student group at the Love and Light School. Several students were wondering about the phrase, as above, so below. You've probably heard this phrase before if you've been part of the spiritual community for a while, but my students were curious about the origin of this phrase and what it really means. Well, the phrase as above, so below is associated with sacred geometry, like we can see in the Merkaba shape, with hermeticism, the tarot, and alchemy. It actually originates from a passage in the Emerald Tablet, which is one of the great alchemical texts. But basically, it's a way of summarizing that the macrocosm and the microcosm are one and the same. So the larger patterns, energies, and circumstances that we see reflected on the cosmic scale, the macrocosm, the universal scale, can be reflected within each and every one of us on the microcosm. So just as things are spiritually, so they are physically. And I mentioned that this is also connected to sacred geometry with something like the Merkaba shape. Well, if you actually look at a Merkaba, it's two interlocking tetrahedrons. So there's an upward pointing tetrahedron representing the as above and the so below with the interlocking downward pointing tetrahedron. And this is really cool because the Merkaba is often thought of as a vehicle for the light body. And so we have this coming together of the spiritual and the physical, the point where the spiritual and the physical meet, representing this vehicle or mode of transportation for our spirit and not a physical vehicle like you would drive a car or a boat, but more a method of getting from point A to point B. So when we realize that both the spiritual and the physical are within us, when we realize that we are not separate from the universe, but rather part of it and part of the whole, the universe reflected in itself, we move closer to spiritual alignment and enlightenment. So using this phrase is really about acknowledging your role, your part in the great cosmic dance of the universe. Well, I hope that that was helpful. And if you have a question that you'd like me to answer for you about crystals, spirituality, or anything else you're curious about right now, let me know over at loveandlightschool.com slash ask. And now it's time to dive into our main topic for the day, a crystal elixir recipe for shadow work 
and how to use it for scrying divination. Now, I want to tell you, like last week, I've made a really in-depth video to accompany this week's podcast, so you can find that over at loveandlightschool.com slash blog, and especially because this week's topic has a recipe component to it, it's really helpful to kind of visually see how it's all put together, and I'll even demonstrate the scrying divination that I'm about to share with you. So the past few weeks to celebrate the coming of Samhain and the turning of the wheel of the year, I've been talking about shadow work. Shadow work helps you gain an intimate understanding of your inner self, and it's really about the process of exploring the kind of darker interior realm of your subconscious mind to help you shine a light on these parts of yourself that are hidden within the realm of shadow. But uncovering these hidden aspects of yourself is often easier said than done. By engaging your intuition, you can help connect with your subconscious mind to bring any important messages and wisdom from the shadow realm up to the surface where your conscious mind can be made aware of them. And it's in these messages and in this wisdom that we find the gifts that our shadow side holds. So I personally really enjoy the process of retrieving this shadow wisdom through the art of scrying divination. So scrying is an ancient divinatory art that's all about focused gazing, and it can be practiced with a number of mediums. You see fire scrying, scrying with crystal balls, scrying with clouds or water, and so much more. And in my crystal shadow work masterclass, I actually teach my students how to uncover the hidden meaning of shadow work symbols through the art of crystallomancy, which is working with crystal balls, especially obsidian scrying balls. But today, I want to share another method for revealing these important shadow realm messages, water basin scrying. This method of divination basically involves scrying or gazing into a shallow dish of water. So for this practice, you're wanting to engage your intuition and your subconscious together to bring those hidden messages and wisdom from the shadow realm forward, where you can really absorb them and integrate them for healing and balance. So to help you connect with your intuition, we won't be scrying with just ordinary water for this practice. We'll be using a special energy infused blend. So you'll need a few supplies to create this special shadow work scrying water. First, you'll need a clean, clear glass bowl, about a cup of spring or distilled water, but if you don't have that, it's okay. Tap water will work in a pinch. You'll also need your favorite intuition crystal. I recommend Labradorite or Black Obsidian because they not only connect with intuition, but they also connect with the shadow realm. Just be sure whatever crystal you choose is safe to put in water and that it won't react or rust or dissolve. If you're having a hard time deciding, you might want to go back to last week's episode where I talked about the five best crystals for shadow work and choose one of those. You'll also need a bay leaf or some other non-toxic intuition boosting herb of your choice. You'll need a marker or a pen and something for cleansing, maybe a bell, an herbal bundle, a selenite wand, whatever method of cleansing you like best is just fine. So you're going to begin creating your shadow work scrying water by choosing a night to prepare it. So this does take a little bit of planning. 
Consider the energy of the moon phase on the evening you've chosen and what magical qualities it will bring to your scrying water. So I highly recommend creating this scrying water during the upcoming full blue moon on Samhain, which is October 31st, because this is that time when the veil is the thinnest and when you can more freely walk between the worlds of shadow and light. So in general, when it comes to shadow work and the moon, the new moon is a great time to commit or recommit to your shadow work practice. It's all about new beginnings. The waxing moon is a time when you're drawing in what you seek from your shadow work. It's this really magnetic time. The full moon is a great time for heightened intuition, so it works especially well for this scrying water creation because you'll be able to pull that into your divinatory practice. The waning moon is a time for release and letting go of any trauma or wounding that you've discovered during your shadow work practice. And the dark moon is a time deeply connected to the subconscious and to the shadow realm. So on your chosen evening, place your glass bowl on top of a tabletop or desk somewhere near a window where it can be charged by the energy of the moon. Now this bowl of water doesn't have to be in direct moonlight for this to work, just get it kind of close to the window. Um, But some people like to even place this water outside to charge in the moonlight. So once you've set your glass container down, add your distilled or spring water into the bowl and work with your cleansing items to remove any unwanted energy from your supplies. So the water, the crystal, and the herbs. If you're working with a bell or singing bowl, just chime it a few times over the items and let the sound vibration cleanse their energy. If you're working with an herbal cleansing bundle, just get it nice and smoky and use the smoke to cleanse everything. If you're working with something like a selenite wand, try waving the wand over each item and visualize combing any unwanted energy away from them. Feel free to use any other cleansing method you feel drawn to, just so long as you've purified your water, crystal, and herbs before continuing ahead. Next, you're going to add your cleansed intuition crystal directly to the water. Like I mentioned, I really like to work with Labradorite or Black Obsidian for this because they connect to intuition and to shadow work, but you can use whatever stone you feel called to use. Now in a normal gem water, I would use the indirect method of preparation, meaning I'd keep the stone completely separate from the water, but since we'll be scrying with this water rather than ingesting it, it's fine to put your crystal directly into the glass dish of water. Just be sure, again, that you're using a stone that won't react with the water or one that's too soft and could dissolve. Now, if you're unsure, you can just set your stone on the tabletop next to your dish of water, making sure that the stone is touching the glass bowl to help its energy kind of transmit through the glass container. Now you can even use the indirect method of preparation here if you wanna be extra safe and put the stone in a very small glass container separate from the larger one holding your water and then put that small container inside the larger container so that the water and the crystals aren't touching. Next, it's time to add your intuition boosting herbs. I love working with bay leaf for this ritual. So if you have some bay leaf in your kitchen pantry, it's a great way to use some up. So grab your marker or your pen and draw an eye, a symbol of intuition, 
on the bay leaf and add the leaf directly to the water. Now, if you're working with a different herb, you may not be able to do this step as the leaves of many herbs are going to be too small to draw a symbol on them, but that's okay. You can just add them right to the water. Now, again, if you were drinking this water, you'd need to be extra cautious about the herbs you were using, and you definitely wouldn't want to add the ink from the pen or marker to the water. But since we're just going to be scrying with this water, this practice is a great way to add a little bit of extra magic to the process. Next, you're going to hold your hands above the bowl of water with your palms facing the bowl and close your eyes. Visualize drawing energy into the top of your head from the moon above you and see it moving through your body, down your arms, out the palm of your hands, and into the water. This process really activates the water for your scrying practice. So you can choose to let the water sit in the energy of the moon for a few hours or even overnight, or you can use it right away. It's totally up to you and what you have time for. You can even bottle this water and preserve it so that you can continue to use it for your scrying practice into the future. Now, if you'd like to bottle and preserve the water for future use, and this is where the accompanying video gets really handy, allow this mixture to charge under the moonlight overnight, then strain it and fill a small, dark glass dropper bottle about halfway with the water. You want to fill the other half of the bottle with a preservative like vodka or brandy. Now, if you don't want to use alcohol, you can also use something like apple cider vinegar. Once you've added your preservative, shake the bottle really well so that the preservative mixes into the energy infused water. Then just be sure to label the bottle with the purpose. So here it would be shadow work scrying water, what crystals and herbs you use to create it, and the date it was bottled. Now this preserved water should keep for about three to six months if you store it in a cool, dark place. Now, if you don't opt for the preserving step and you wanna use your water directly after creating it, just strain it right into the shallow scrying basin. I personally prefer a dark colored basin because it seems to create more of a backdrop for your scrying practice. If you're using your preserved water for scrying, you can just fill your scrying basin with some distilled or spring water, or again, tap water works in a pinch, and add a few drops of your preserved scrying water to the basin. And you can kind of leave this up to your intuition. I recommend anywhere between three and nine drops. Once you've filled your scrying basin with your water, set it on a table or desk and make yourself comfortable so that you can gaze into the bowl. I recommend practicing your scrying by candlelight, either at night or just in a dark space. The darkness not only connects you to the shadow realm and your subconscious, but by dimming the light, you're much more inclined to utilize your inner eye and your intuition rather than relying on your physical sight. And I find this really, really helpful for kind of getting your intuitive juices flowing. So set a candle or a few off to the side of your scrying basin so that just a little bit of the light will be reflected on the surface of the water in your bowl. I recommend using a black candle for this practice because it's connected to the shadow realm, but anything you have is just fine. Like don't get so hung up on having the exact right herb or crystal or color of candle. That's why I've recommended you can kind of make this your own practice. It's really less about following a specific recipe and more about diving into the practice without concern about it being perfect or following an exact recipe. So once you're really comfortable, you can light your candles. 
Then hold your hands in front of the candle. So between yourself and the candle, not over the candle flame. You don't want to burn yourself. Safety is key here. But infuse the candle flame with your intention. This candle flame ultimately represents the illumination of the shadow realm and the discovery of the wisdom and gifts that you'll uncover through this scrying practice. So take a moment to think about what messages or wisdom or information you'd most like to uncover about your shadow work or from the shadow realm and unlock about your shadow side. What gifts are there just waiting for you to discover them? Now, when you feel ready, you can begin to gaze into the basin. Allow your eyes to go in and out of focus and let your gaze sort of soften as you begin to watch the reflection of the flame dancing on the surface of the water. Keep your intention in your mind and allow yourself to just be present with the experience. Be open to whatever comes through. And again, don't judge it or analyze it too much in the moment and don't put a ton of pressure on yourself to force something to happen. The point here is to kind of let your subconscious mind and your intuition take over rather than being so analytical. Remember, the messages and information might come to you in many different ways. Now, though this exercise is a bit more on the visual side, the act of scrying is here to engage your subconscious mind and boost your intuition. So the messages might come through in a way that best aligns with your intuitive gifts and not necessarily as something you see. But if you are clairvoyant, you might see images or symbols or words. However, if you're more clairaudient, you might hear messages being spoken to you. Or if you're clairsentient, you might feel certain parts of your body or energy centers begin to draw your attention. Or if you're claircognizant, then you might just have an inner knowing about what's being shared with you. There's no right or wrong here. So even though scrying is done with your sight, the messages can come through in any form or even in a combination of them. Now, if you find that you're struggling with this process and you're not really getting information, nothing's really coming through for you or standing out, you can engage your intuition in a slightly more active method of scrying called wax divination. So if your candle's been burning for a bit, it should have a bit of melted wax collected in the bottom. You can pick up the candle really carefully and slowly so that you don't spill the wax, you don't burn yourself, blow out the candle, and then pour the melted wax into the scrying water. You can do this fast or slow. You can move the candle around and make a general shape or just one big blob. Just let your intuition kind of guide you here. Now, when the hot wax hits the cool water, it'll begin to solidify. So allow it to just rest for a minute or so and then remove the cooled wax from the water. Looking at the hardened wax, what images or shapes start to stand out to you? What kind of comes forward? And what might be the meaning or symbolism behind this in regard to the intention that you set for your scrying practice? When you intuitively feel that your scrying session is complete, you can blow out your candle. And if you'd like, you might want to cleanse your ritual tools and your space once again. Then take some time to really journal about your experiences and any wisdom or guidance or symbols that were shared with you. So what is your conscious mind telling you about why this information might have been unlocked at this time? And what's the deeper meaning behind these messages or symbols? 
And how does this relate to your shadow work practice? Write down every detail and insight you can. As much as you can remember, don't skimp. You might even want to make some little doodles or snap a picture of your wax shapes if you used the wax divination method. And really do this without judgment. Just let the words flow onto the page. Now, I personally recommend putting this journal entry away for at least three days. Don't return to it. Don't go back to your scrying practice. Just kind of let it sit. And after three days time, return to this journal entry with the intention to reveal the deeper meaning behind what you've written. So reread everything you wrote, review your photos and your sketches and your doodles, and then take some time to write a follow-up entry with any new insights that you have about your scrying session. Making this scrying divination a really regular part of your shadow work practice is an excellent way to engage with your subconscious mind, and it keeps your intuition involved in the process. It's time for you to walk this path of shadow and illumination. I hope that you'll give this shadow work scrying a try in your own practice. And if you want to learn more about how to go deeper with your shadow work practice, I invite you to enroll in my crystal shadow work masterclass, but it's only available until October 30th. You can learn more about it by visiting loveandlightschool.com slash shadow work. Well, that is it for our main segment today. I hope that you will give this practice a try and that you might even feel inspired to create this crystal elixir recipe for scrying on the evening of the full blue moon. Now it's time for our trending this week segment. So as you know, each week I bring you a quick discussion on something that's happening in the world of crystal healing and spirituality right now, or something that I'm just really loving and I want to share. So this week, I want to talk to you about chocolate. That's right. Delicious, wonderful chocolate. (laughs) So I am in love with just about everything the Chihuahua Chocolatier Company makes. I really like the quality of their chocolate and the kind of fun combinations of ingredients, but they have a seasonal chocolate bar that has really made a big impression on me. I ate more than I would like to admit last year and probably more this year. This is the Pumpkin Spice S'mores Chocolate Bar by Chihuahua Chocolatier. So this is a nice milk chocolate with some crunchy graham cracker pieces and little pumpkin spice mini marshmallows on top. This chocolate bar is so good. So if you like a little fun seasonal treat, give it a try. The Chihuahua Chocolatier Pumpkin Spice S'mores Chocolate Bar. A little bit different than the stuff that we normally talk about, but I gotta tell you, I'm kind of hooked on these. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's show. If you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, as always, the absolute biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe through that link as well so you never miss a future episode. And today I want to give a special shout out and thank you to 100% Rockstar. 
who left a five-star rating and a quick review. They said, must listen. Love this podcast. So much information. I'm learning so much. Thank you. Well, 100% Rockstar, thank you so much for taking the time to leave that review. And it really means a lot to me because this is exactly why I do this work. I love sharing with others. I love hearing what all of you are doing. It's so much fun. So if you want to keep me in the loop about what you're up to in your crystal healing art or spiritual practice, connect with me on Instagram. You can send me a DM at love and light school. And if you're looking for a place to subscribe to the podcast and stream all of our episodes, head over to loveandlightschool.com slash listen for a complete list of all the streaming services where this show is available. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Connect with us online at loveandlightschool.com or on social at loveandlightschool.com.